the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always, always an honor. Today is Tuesday, December the 22nd, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on December 22nd, 2001, Richard Reed, he was a passenger on an American Airlines flight from Paris to Miami. He tried to ignite explosives in his shoes. Remember that? He was subdued by flight attendants and fellow passengers. He was never able to do what he was trying to do. He was trying to blow up the airplane. He had implanted these um, explosives in his shoes, and he just didn't quite get the job done. We probably remember him as the shoe bomber. He's serving a life sentence in federal prison. Today in 1829, the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad opened the first passenger railway line. I suppose that's why B&O Railroad, that would be the same one, I presume, on the Monopoly board. Yeah, they opened the first passenger railway line today in 1829. Today in 1941, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, he arrived in Washington. War was breaking out all over the world. He had a conference with President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Today in 1944, during the World War II Battle of the Bulge, U.S. Brigadier General Anthony McAuliffe, he received a, an official notice from the German commander, and the German commander was demanding that the U.S. forces surrender. So uh, McAuliffe sent back an official response, an official response from the United States of America. The whole message was one word, capital N-U-T-S, nuts, with an exclamation point. That's why that generation was, as it has been said, the greatest generation. They saved the world. The world as we know it today would be very different had the people who stepped up, the men for the most part, but the men and women stepped up and did what they had to do in World War II. Today in 1968, Julie Nixon married David Eisenhower at a private ceremony in New York. Today, in uh, 1989, the division of East and West Germany effectively ended when the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin reopened for the first time in nearly 30 years. Thank you, Ronald Reagan, bringing down the the German-Russian socialist, the whole thing, without firing a shot. Reagan was truly a great communicator. Brandenburg Gate is where he stood when he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I've been there to the Brandenburg Gate, and it gives you a sense of of overwhelming sense of history when you walk through the gate that I presume is still open. I haven't been there for some time, but I was there shortly after it was opened. And it gave you a real sense of of history and a real sense of, of rightness, of goodness. 
Today in 2003, a federal judge ruled the Pentagon could not force mandatory uh, mandatory anthrax vaccinations on military personnel. And 10 years ago today, President Barack Obama signed a law allowing gays for the first time in history to serve openly in America's military, repealing the don't ask, don't tell policy. Vice President Joe Biden takes a lot of credit for that and for President Obama's all-out support to redefine marriage and to consider same-sex marriage the equivalent of man and woman marriage as God modeled and created in the Bible. So Biden, I suppose, will try to advance that agenda should he finally make it into the Oval Office. He is not there yet. There's one big challenge still pending. I'll talk a little bit more about that maybe today if we have time, but uh, certainly we'll be talking about it as we move into the new year uh, because this meeting um, of Congress and the electoral votes on January 6th is going to be an interesting day to say the least. So I'll be keeping you updated on that. I'm going to be taking a week off five days uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, We'll be off Monday through Friday of of next week, and we'll be rerunning some programs that have aired recently and um, that I think you'll still find relevant. Things change, and that's why we do this program live. We talk about what's going on in our world, and we talk about it from a, a biblical point of view and what it means and how we should respond or simply deal with it as Christians. And so that dates our programs, as you can understand. But if they weren't dated, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. We'd be doing something else. We'd be teaching the Bible or whatever, which is terrific. But what we do here is simply talk about current issues, issues that are happening sometimes as we speak on this program. But we'll be rerunning some. And um, so I would encourage you to to listen up, and maybe you missed those programs and you can learn something from them. Uh, They're not that outdated, and we took extra pains to sort of pick and choose the ones that we would rerun. I'll be back live on on, uh, Monday, January 4. So uh, I would encourage you to (laughs) – the budget will continue. I just need to take a little break and have a couple of days off and kind of reprocess myself and – and then hit this thing, the dead run at the beginning of the year. There's a lot of things to talk about as we go into 2021. And um, we'll be doing that, the Lord willing, with his help and your support. So don't forget to support us, even if I'm taking a few days off, okay, because the budget continues. If I could stop it, I would, but I can't. So um, I know you understand that. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 98- 009, Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and um, the first page that comes up will be an article that I will have written that day, published. And uh, above that, you'll see some tabs. One of the tabs says Donate. You can donate online there. It's easy. Just click the tab, and you're in, and it tells you what to do. It's very simple. Even I can understand it. Did you hear about the event in Oregon yesterday? A group of anti-lockdown, that's how the press is is um, characterizing these people. It was men and women and some younger people and some old people and 
and I mean old lives in 120 or 30. No, they were older people. And um, the press is calling them anti-lockdown pro-Trump protesters. That's what Associated Press called them. And others are calling them that as well. But they forced their way into the Oregon Capitol yesterday. One report shows that some of the protesters had rifles, handguns, and even I saw a picture of this. One guy had a pitchfork, like you know, like he came right off the the farm. And I mean, they were upset, and um, they forced their way into the Capitol. The legislature was meeting. Uh, that was opening day of the state's third special session. And the protesters were expressing opposition to the state's ordering of certain businesses to be closed. That's a theme that we've been hearing a lot about this year. And people are reaching the boiling point because they're reaching the breaking point. Uh, these governors, especially up and down the West Coast, Inslee and, and uh, Kate Brown and Gavin Newsom uh, down in California, I mean, these guys, they clearly don't see the future very well, and maybe no one can, but they keep putting out these edicts, and then people try to, small businesses, particularly restaurants, but other small businesses try to accommodate that, and then they go, oh, well, we can't do that anymore, we have we have new information, so we're going to go this way, and there's no thought, apparently, for the small businesses, and most people in America don't work for Microsoft. They work for a what would be considered a small business. A vast majority of Americans who earn their living do so working for what would be categorized as a small business. Now, small business can be pretty big, but they're not the mega corporations. We sometimes think of Amazon and Microsoft and, you know, and some of the big players, and we think, man, that's, almost everybody works here. But that's not true. Almost everybody works for smaller businesses, including some with just 6, 8, 10, 12, 20 employees. And so these are the people that are really being squeezed by far left mayors and governors. And they keep passing these rules and they're breaking their back. And that's what was driving some of this. I'm sure I didn't talk to anyone that was down there, but I, I can tell you that's what was driving this. And so while... Legislative sessions are generally open to the public. Yesterday's was closed to anyone other than lawmakers, police, a few staff, and reporters, of course. And um, the legislators were trying to pass this pandemic relief measure. It's a state thing, including landlord and tenant assistance. But... Um, it was not going well. I didn't hear or read that anyone was injured or anybody was like shooting a gun or anything like that. But there were some carrying guns there. As I said, I saw a picture of a guy with a pitchfork and um, they all had a pretty intense look on their face. So people are reaching that point, And I think that's kind of a caricature of what's happening across the nation today. And while taxpayers are still reeling from this coronavirus, the lockdown, all of this stuff that's going on, some of the leaders who are demanding that people not, you know, cohabitate with their family or get together with them or whatever, they're running around flying off, having party family get-togethers and so on. I mean, not one, but a lot of them are, and they're getting caught at it. And so people are getting 
pretty well fed up with the whole idea of the elitism of the far left leadership and um, and our rights being trampled on. This bill that the federal government, that Congress passed last night, the Senate passed, a $2.3 trillion spending bill, 5,593 pages. <laughs> Rand Paul went off on this yesterday. He's a kind of a libertarian. And boy, he doesn't like it at all. But there's a lot of other people that don't either. And he gave a very impassioned speech about it. But I was looking at it. I don't want to take a lot of time on this this morning. But I was just looking at it. 5,593 pages. I'd like to read those to you. No, I will not do that. I, would, I could hear the radios clicking off as I even said that. But let me just touch on a couple of things that are in this 5,500-page document. These guys haven't read that. I know they haven't read it. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they haven't read it. Nancy Pelosi, I'm certain, hasn't read it, but she was really wanting to pass it. But there is an urgency to it because people need help. But man, do you realize what's in that thing? I was just scanning it. There's 169 million seven hundred billion seven hundred and thirty-nine million dollars to Vietnam, including 19 million to re, uh, remediate dioxins. There's an unspecified amount of funds to continue support for not-for-profit institutions of higher education in Kabul, Afghanistan, that are accessible to both men and women in co-educational environment. That's on page. 1477. There's 198 million, uh, billion, 323 million dollars to Bangladesh to support Burmese refuge, refugees and 23.3 million for democracy programs. It goes on and on and on. Sri Lanka, they get up to 15 million for refurbishing of a high endurance cutter, which is a type of patrol boat, I think. Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, they get $505,925,000,000 to address key factors that contribute to the migration of unaccompanied, undocumented minors to the United States. Well, perhaps we get some benefit from that. Colombia gets $461,000,000, to the Caribbean Basin Security Initiative, $33 million for the dem- democracy programs in Venezuela. I mean, it goes on and on and on. There's even one in there that was of like 10 or $20 million, I can't remember now, for gender education in Pakistan. What are we doing? No wonder there's been resistance from guys like Donald Trump. It's, I mean, it's just amazing. I also noticed there were several countries that are getting money for border walls. Isn't that interesting? The people, many of whom passed this bill, this trillion, multi-trillion dollar bill, have fought tooth and nail to stop Donald Trump from building a wall on our southern border. But I find here, and again, I'm, Man, I haven't read the whole thing, but I spent some time looking at it. Jordan, the country of Jordan, gets up to $500 million in your money, taxpayer money, 
to provide assistance to the government of Jordan to support the armed forces of Jordan and to enhance uh, security along its borders. There's $250 million in taxpayer money in countries of Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman for enhanced border security. Lebanon, the bill gives taxpayer money to secure the borders of Lebanon. The bill also spends $700 million in taxpayer money on assistance for Sudan and its citizens. That's all it says. I don't know what that means. And they're going to be sending you, if you made less than, what is it, 79000 or something like that, a $600 check. That's not going to be, bail out many businesses that are already behind on their bills. So there's certainly reason for people to be concerned, and I think all of us understand that. These are perilous times. They are difficult times. And yet in the midst of all of this, the predatory, predatory, the far left, those that are trying to abolish traditional values, biblical values, and common sense, they take advantage of the environment in which we find ourselves today. And to the people who don't want to know the truth about what's going on, I understand it's always easier, I suppose, I've never been one of those who did that, but I suppose it's always easier to run and hide and not know the truth, not hear what's going on in the world and move into kind of a state of denial and pretend like everything's just great. That isn't at all what the Bible calls us to do. The Bible calls us to be informed. The Bible calls us to be salt and light in the world. And that's, of course, what we try to do here on this program. We try to talk about the issues that are going on and what they mean to biblical Christians and what they should mean to everyone while sharing the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many of you recognize that and so many of you mention that in your comments to me. And I know this program is not typical. I'm told that it's perhaps one of a kind, but it's not typical, particularly in Christian radio. But again, thank you so much for supporting it. And to those of you who are parents or grandparents, the Cartoon Network has become more about stealing the minds of your kids than about merely entertaining them. Parents and grandparents should be aware the Cartoon Network has become a repository of unrestrained LGBTQ indoctrination. And I wanted to make you aware of that because I know mo many kids have not been in school. They've been, you know, distance learning and at home and on the computer, on the screen, and all that. But most of them are taking a break during uh, Christmas and New Year's, which means most of them will be watching a lot more television, actual television programming, not just teaching online as they have been doing. And because of that, they'll be sitting passively watching probably cartoons, many of them. So parents and grandparents, you need to be aware. The Cartoon Network is aggressively reaching out to kids during this Christmas season, and it will continue into the next year. They're rewriting gender norms. They're creating gender confusion among your children and mine, if we allow them to see it. Gender confusion, while they're telling the kids, once they create the confusion, they then tell the kids, we love you. While they're stealing their minds, their hearts, and their conscience 
Cartoon Network. Beware. Be informed. Don't be misled. They tweeted this week, whether you use he, she, this is the Cartoon Network. They're on, every kid knows this network. They tweeted, whether you use he, she, them, or something else, we acknowledge and we love you. This is the network reaching out to your kids. They put out a little strip cartoon to introduce what they're going to be doing and are doing. They started, I believe it was Wednesday. And they're going to be carrying this all through this Christmas, New Year's season and into next year in 2021. And it's on the air now. They put out this little cartoon strip kind of introducing it. It shows a black kid and a brown kid explaining to a very confused white kid that you can't be sure about your gender. The Cartoon Network is not just trying to entertain. It is all out, no holds barred indoctrination. This new series of comic strips promote an over-the-top adherence to a number of separate gender identities when you're addressing other people. These are kids. The campaign is to steal your children. And it's aggressive. Faithwire wrote an article on this yesterday afternoon. Faithwire, it's a faith-based organization. It said, gender pronouns describe a person's gender identity. The text from one frame on this reads, examples of pronouns are she, her, they, them, and ze, zer. A lot of people are learning about gender identity. If you're if you're comfortable, then you can share your own pronouns. They were quoting from this, this cartoon network. The network also says in order to teach children this new radical brand of sexuality, two gender-confused characters, Cam and Alex, are seen teaching another character. That's the black, the brown, teaching the white kid. I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest anything. I'm just telling you the truth. That's what it is. And um, the white kid is much smaller. And these two are straightening him out, I guess, or her out, whatever. But anyway, they're, they're teaching this other character about the LGBTQ-friendly way to introduce oneself using so-called gender pronouns. There's never much distance, if any at all, between like Black Lives Matter and the homosexual agenda. And I know, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't, but if you're like me, I mean... <laughs> You're just, you know, I, I grew up in a kind of a pretty ordinary environment. We went to church, served the Lord, worked hard. You know, my parents did what they were supposed to do, and they were responsible. I don't know. But anyway, it's just you would think that Black Lives Matter would be one issue, racial. Yeah, okay, I get that. And you would think the homosexual agenda, the LGBTQ group, highly funded, would be a different, but no, they're not. They've melted together. The LGBTQ agenda has kind of co-opted the racial thing about civil rights, and the blacks got a little bit mad about it for a while. The conservatives are still talking about it, and there are a lot of conservative blacks, but not a majority. And they're still talking about it, but by and large, that has been put kind of put to bed, and it's out of sight now. It's over on the margin or off the page, 
and now they're all one, which is exactly what the LGBTQ agenda wanted to do. They wanted to become one with the Black Lives Matter type civil rights movement, the Martin Luther King movement. And they have pretty successfully done that. Because if you go on Black Lives Matter website, one of the big deals they're promoting there is transgenderism. We're standing in this civil rights issue and blah, blah, blah. So they have brought these two together, and that's what's being, that's what you find in this this cartoon here. And I don't want to overstate this, and it's, I, I would prefer probably not to even talk about this, except that I have worked with kids so many years as a youth pastor. I mean, beyond the normal tenure of youth pastors, I felt called to it. It wasn't a step for me to learn how to be a senior pastor, a real pastor. And I, my heart is still with kids, and I, I just can't help it. I love kids, and I, I, I would sometimes I'd like to be a youth pastor again right now because I feel so strongly, and my wife shares that feeling uh, with with me on on that issue, and and I think most issues, but we feel the same. I mean, kids are so vulnerable, and they're so honest, and they're so open, and they're so taken advantage of in this culture by the predatory far left, and this is what's happening on the Cartoon Network. But these guys say, hi, my name is Cam. My pronouns are they, them, etc. Then Cam teaches the kids, explaining using such pronouns is the correct and tolerant way to go. And this little white kid is all saying, oh, wow, I didn't know this, and I'm so glad you're teaching me this. Now I feel free. I feel included. You know the storyline. So that's what's happening on Cartoon Network, and I would encourage you to just be aware of that. I wrote an article on that today so you could have links to other resources on this subject and on this Cartoon Network issue. So it's out there, and it's at faithandfreedom.us. If you want to go on there and read it, you can you can just click on the links to the National Black Justice Coalition. They're the ones that are really behind the scenes creating this content for the Cartoon Network, and you can learn a lot more than what we have time to share with you on this program. But let me let me leave you with this today. In the frigid waters around Greenland, there's countless icebergs all across the North Atlantic. That's what brought down the Titanic, as you may remember. Some of them are gigantic, some are small. But if you look at them carefully, you'll notice that sometimes the small ice flows or the small little icebergs, they move in one direction while the massive Massive counterparts go in a different direction. Why does that happen? The explanation is simple. Surface winds drive the little ones, the big, whereas the huge masses of ice are carried along by the deep ocean currents. Let me leave you with this. When we face trials and tragedies, it's helpful to see our lives as being subject to two forces, the surface winds and the ocean currents. The winds represent everything changeable and unpredictable and distressing. But operating simultaneously with these gusts and gales is another force that's even much more powerful. It's the sure movement of God's wise and sovereign purposes, the deep flow of his unchanging love and God's purpose for you. The tempest is blowing, but the deep currents are right on course. God is in control. Thanks for being with me today and each and every day. Always a privilege. We'll see you right here tomorrow, and we'll talk about tomorrow 
what's happening today. I'll see you then. And again, thank you for your support. See you tomorrow.